13? I think it's 14, Morgan. Oh, is it 14? Was the last one 13? You would would probably know better than me. I'm just guessing here that I think so. So we're somewhere in the teens. We're about, we're like in the middle of hitting puberty. No longer a tween anymore, that's for sure. Yeah, we are in it. Got a lot of feelings that are difficult for us to process. Yeah, we got pubic hair that's starting to happen. Well, I just want you to be patient with us. Listen to us. Don't try to ch- say that, you know, we're not allowed to be angry or we're not entitled to feel sad. We got feelings. But don't make us talk right now if we don't feel like it. Yes, because, you know, maybe I don't want to talk about what kind of day I had at the dinner table. Because, mm-hmm. like, my brother is going to say, like, you know, fuck you anyway. Yeah. So it's like, this is just not the situation. No. Maybe, like, later in a little heart-to-heart upstairs in my bedroom, like, once the brother's out of the way. Yeah. Let us go skateboarding. Yeah, we want to skateboard. All our friends are doing it. And we might fall and we might hurt ourselves, yeah. but that'd be valuable. Yeah, just like give us the option of wearing knee pads. But like mm-hmm. you can't you can't make us wear them because they're dorky. And we're just going to take them off anyway once we leave. Yeah. Side note away yeah. from this. I love wearing knee pads while I'm snowboarding. I put them under my snowboard pants and a butt pad and it makes snowboarding so much more fun. People who are yeah. like, oh, I could never learn that now. I just fall and get hurt. I'm like, well, wear knee pads and a butt pad. Cost yeah. you about twenty five bucks, and all of a sudden you're having fun falling. It's yeah. like your body is a built in sled now because your butt has an additional cushion. I don't know. Maybe some people have big enough butts that they wouldn't get hurt, but I find having the padding without nerve endings in it is nice. Well, like kids also yeah. are just so like pliable or something. They they just fall without any. You know, is it with abandon or without abandon? Uh, with reckless abandon. With reckless abandon, they're just flopping all over the place because they're they're not as worried about protecting this or that, and and you know you're you're, right. you're they know that they know intuitively that their bodies are made to like fall and get yep. bumped around and yep. pick back up. They're and floppy heal on and all purpose. That stuff. They're floppy on One, purpose. One, they're low to the ground. Yes. That's a strategy that to the falling is like not that big of a deal. It's like us just yeah. leaning slightly into a wall. Right. Not that big of a deal. Yeah. Two, their adult bones are still coming in. So they've got mm. just their their child bones, which are going to be replaced at six anyway. Child bones. Yeah. I think it's also the bone that they, fairy. they don't have. It's the whole reason that you hide your child bones behind the toilet when you've pooped them out. And then <laughs> the bone fairy comes along and leaves you little pieces of chocolate back there. Just make sure it's chocolate before you eat it. Of course. Um, One of the oldest pranks in the book is when you realize that your little brother has lost his child bones and you put some poop (laughs) back there and then he comes out screaming and you're like, oh, yeah, I got chocolate. (laughs) The old bone fairy prank. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other thing about it, too, is I think that like adults have so many stored memories of falling and being in pain. Mm-hmm. I think the fear is much more there like because they know all these times when they fell and it was so painful. And so you you build that up like it, I never want to experience that again. So yeah. I'm not even going to take this leap. Right. I think it happens in all arenas of like adult life and not mm-hmm. just falling on the ground and getting a boo-boo and wanting to be more protective. However, there is the reality of like adult bones get to a point where they're more fragile than kid bones and you really can hurt mm-hmm. yourself. Um, but my personal opinion is like, you have to keep trying to stretch yourself to live your life on the edge. And yes, there will be pain from that. But like from, from pain cometh growth. Yeah. Yeah. Fear is like a, 
Uh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. It's like, it's like Chucky from the Rugrats. Uh, just like this personification of anxiety that's just there all the time. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, don't, I don't even know why yet, but I don't think we should do this. Do you think that Chucky's related to the Chucky from Child's Play, the movie that just came out? They sure look similar. Yeah. Because the Chucky doll, yeah, it does look very, hmm. you know, the zany hair. Is it red? It's also red. Yeah, it's red. Yeah. He's got the one eye thing. He's got eye problems in the same <laughs> way Chucky does. Huh. Huh. Yeah, some toy movies just came out. Toy Story Four. And I just Chucky, saw Toy Story Four. Child's Play. Oh yeah, good. Yeah. I assume I heard good things. I liked it. Good. I didn't. I didn't put it in a category of everyone must see this. Okay. Um. However, what was the last movie that was for you? Ooh. Everyone must see this. Yeah. Do you even have that category, or are you um, just making claims that have no? Boyhood, maybe. Okay. I liked sure, Boyhood a sure. lot. Um. There are others. That's just the first one that popped into my sure. head because it's such a. It's such an expansion of the medium of film by, you know, elapsing over the course of a lot of real time. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's a, you know, American story of a kid, a, a coming of age. It's it's such a beautiful yeah, and yeah. classic That's and modern A plus movie story. in my mind. Totally. Doing something I've never seen before and very well. And I am just such a diehard Linklater fan. And I'm not normally a fan of like a director. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like being a fan of a director is like such a pretentious <laughs> thing in general why <laughs> i don't know the person has a certain sensibility they have tastes that align with yours generally I think totally i think i'm just a little jaded from having been in the like independent film industry of everyone's yeah. like oh, any art form you could be okay. up your own ass about i get that people can be annoying about that yeah. especially if it's like other people talking about oh i love george clooney and then somebody's like oh i watched it for the director because <laughs> 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 you, you know the implication is like you don't even know who works behind the scenes because mm. all you see is the surface level stuff yes, but yes, I'm, yes. Yeah, yeah. and i'm here commenting on the cinematography <laughs> mm-hmm. fuck you right, right and the sound mixing right the lighting fuck you. yeah but I do exactly. that all the time, and I internally I'm like, "Fuck me!" But wow, the way that that was mixed was just brilliant. Really? No, Sometimes don't. that's not your. You Sometimes really pay attention to sound mixing, not design, but like oh, well, the relative volumes. Here's of the, the thing: I really barely know the difference. This, okay. But the people around me barely, even less, maybe know the difference, mm-hmm. unless I'm, you know, unless there's a couple specific people in my life that are very sound oriented, sure. that are very oral. I believe we had this yeah, conversation we did. before. What an annoying word! Oh, it sounds so much like oral. It's just misleading on purpose. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. Um, All right, anyway. On. Uh, we got lost somewhere in there. I remember knee pads. Child talking bones. about. Oh, yeah. You said snowboarding. But why did yeah, we start we talking just, about that? Because um, we were talking about wearing knee, being teenagers. Oh, we're in yeah. our 14th-ish episode. Yeah. Really hope I didn't get that wrong for this. but. <laughs> well, we'll see. Who yeah, cares? It, no, yeah. no one's going to fucking email us, like, angry. Yeah. Good. But if you want to email us angry, please do. We, should, we welcome all of your emotional at outlet. The end. Yeah, just, please ask us for some freaking advice right. and don't just be pissed, you know? Right, right, right. Don't act like you're all high and mighty. You're coming here for something. Mm-hmm. And we love that you are. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's Rob Zaleski. That's Morgan Beard. Fuck yeah. Good introduction. Yeah. Saved it for seven and a half minutes in. I hope our voices are distinct enough that people can tell. Oh my God. Can you even imagine? Should I? Should I be a little more like... Feminine or like a little more like high pitched, just a little breathier. You think that's what I sound like? <laughs> that's right. That would really help me close the gap. That's your impression of me. <laughs> okay. What what would help you differentiate your voice from mine? What mm. direction would you go in? Oh, um, 
I don't know if I was doing like a cartoon voice. I think this would be pretty obvious. <laughs> wow. That was amazing to watch you just seamlessly slip into uh, that thanks. very different character. Amazing. Do you, do you do voice acting? I do. Yes. Yeah. I have a demo reel oh, that I made. Fuck yes. We're going to put that on our non-existent Patreon page yeah. for you guys to buy. Oh, Patreon is coming. See. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's coming. It's coming. I mean, way down the road. Way <laughs> down the road. Choo-choo. It's more like, it's like really far away. Okay. It's like, oh, that terrain will be here by t- Tuesday. Here's some free unsolicited advice. Perfect. Something I figured out last night. Fuck yeah. Um, When you're falling asleep at night, mm. I sleep with the window open. So yeah. that's a little advantage. But I like to try and focus on what sounds like the most distant sound. Like what's the quietest source of sound that you can find and like go there in your head. I find it very peaceful. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it gets you to like tune into like what, what's not the most obvious thing, but what's the thing that's running most in the background farthest away from me now? I think that's really, I love that. I think it's cool for what it is, but I also think it's reflective of your thought process in general. Cause like, I think you like to, you like to observe all of the things of life and i think you like to go okay i'm not going to lose myself in the thing that's the most obvious i'm going to peek behind the curtain and pull for the most kind of abstract Mm. obscure thing and see what's there and i fucking love that about you i like being in on the joke i do not like being the one person who doesn't know what's going on who likes that uh i don't know it bothers me more than most people i'll just say that i used (laughs) to look up like riddle answers as a kid so that if there's ever a riddle i'd know (laughs) wow (laughs) What were you hiding there? What were you working on? What? what were you working through with that? Uh, I guess I got a lot of my self-worth from uh, knowing the answers to things, raising my hand mm. first and getting called on, you know, as a lot of us high-achieving kids do. It's like yeah. that's that's what you're praised for, and that's what you start to think. Like, oh, this a lot is of us good hacks, yeah. high-achieving kids. I love yeah. that. Oh, hack, yeah. yeah. That Funny. makes it sound like you're a phony, you know, yeah. like a hack comedian. Right, that's the point. Mm. That's what I was saying. But... I mean, you're, you got the real knowledge, though, so can you really call you a hack in that sense? But if your ego is totally depending on high achievement, then yes. Okay. What should your ego depend on? Nothing. You shouldn't have one. Ah, <laughs> Next. <laughs> I disagree. As much as possible. No, I mean, I think it's having an ego is important to yeah. build up like uh, an, an investment in yourself and like an attachment to something. Mm -hmm. But then I think once you get beyond that level, it's like, okay, now how do I, how do I know that I'm this fully formed person and also detach, but you have to move through that phase of identification, which happens around adolescence. Mm. Yeah. Which is where we are on this podcast. (laughs) We are, we are, we're finding our identity. We're starting to look around at other podcasts, noticing the ones that are cute. Yeah. Smelling the air extra hard whenever they walk by. Mm -hmm. It's checking our breath is what I was trying to do. Um, Checking our breath, making sure our shirt's tucked in. I was trying to smell their hair when they walk by and there's that little like scent trail. So. Then leaning forward and just taking a big whiff. So senior year of high school for me. Um, I went to a super small school where everyone was just itching, going fucking crazy because everyone was just such a small group of people. Um, and the the senior boys <laughs> developed this like joke where they would like walk up like really close behind girls and just <laughs> just dig their nose into their the hair and just take a huge whiff of their hair. And back then, I simultaneously thought this is a real fucked up thing. This is like borderline harassment, but it's also kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but mostly it's fucked up. Um, cause it is kind of like, it's it not that they're, we're all on, on the, their 
pre-existing relationship with the girl. Right. And if it's not it's, always that. It was like just kind of happening haphazardly. Sure. And so, yeah, it was like I think the, that'd the be fine for me to do to you when you Absolutely. arrive here today. You should smell my hair. It probably smells great. <laughs> I've been waiting for years for you to smell my hair. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm a little stuffed up today, so. Oh, really? I, it sounds like it to me. I feel like oh. I have a little cloggage. Huh. Yeah, it's Okay, fine. well, do a neti pod and come back to me. Okay, <laughs> I will. So. I'm not going to interrupt the podcast, but. <laughs> definitely not. We're really yeah. on a roll. Um, so you want to get to the questions? Let's get to the questions. Let's get to the questions. You question. guys have come to expect us to get to the questions in a timely fashion. I know you're probably brave in traffic right now, but uh, and you got some time to kill. So yeah. this has been fun for you, but deep down you're itching. Let's get to that question. Yeah, here, here it comes. Here it comes. All right. This one comes from Reddit. Okay. Tiny Dick Tussin asks. <laughs> all one word. Tiny Dick Tussin, T-U-S-S-I-N, like the end of Robitussin, I guess. <laughs> asks. Manager insulted me and my girlfriend. That's the title. Mm. Description. So, in a nutshell, yesterday my manager walked up to me and my girl. He's in his 30s. GF is 19. And he said, if you won't appreciate her, I will. Out of nowhere. Me and him have been beefing for a while. And I don't think he was hitting on her. But that was extremely rude. And the comment made both of us uncomfortable. Am I justified in feeling that way? I'm going to work in 15 minutes, and I'm going to confront him about it, but I just wanted to make sure I wasn't being a bitch and overreacting. What do you guys think? I need a response ASAP. Okay. First of all, apologies for the fact that the timing just isn't going to work out yeah, for you to receive gonna, our advice by the time you confront the situation. 15 minutes. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. But uh, hopefully- Maybe ask friends, <laughs> maybe text a specific friend whose opinion you trust on the uh, bitchiness. Yeah. But here comes our advice anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the- the basic, you know, basic bitch answer is, of course, you're entitled to feel this way. Pretty much that's my across the board. You can always feel whatever you feel. Yeah. Feelings aren't wrong. Right. Right. And in this particular case, I think that seems like your manager did something super jackassy, something that makes him the bitch. It's not you. Um, I'm really puzzled by the fact that it came out of context like yeah. it wasn't like you guys were all talking, laughing, tee hee, and then he kind of made a joke. He said the the context is generally that they've been beefing, right? He why said, and but, like but there why wasn't is the like partner... a specific moment of mistreating yeah. the girlfriend? Right. This guy sounds like he was doing this to get under his skin. Yes, he's in his ego, and he probably is attracted to the girlfriend and said this because he's built up the story about you're no good to her, but I would be good to her. Yeah. Well, just general a general desire. To undermine you, eschewing all professional appropriateness and yeah. just like societal dynamics we all come to expect. So like you are completely justified in feeling like something was violated there. Um, because I'm sure that there are also things that your boss or your manager has done to you that aren't that weren't in front of your partner that probably also violated something. Um, but it, you know, to have it be in front of this other person and kind of at their expense and involving them, it's just hugely problematic and unprofessional. I, I want to take this a level deeper yeah, real quick, if please, you don't mind. But please take it do you deeper. think uh, you said you're totally justified in feeling that way? Yeah. Do you think feelings are ever unjustified? Like, would you mm. tell a person that you're unjustified to feel that way? It depends if someone's really reporting a genuine feeling or if it's like um, really more of a thought Yeah. in response to a feeling. Okay. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, like whether it's a series of words in the brain or sensations that are happening in the body. Right. Like, for example, 
if this situation were, he was saying, that made me feel sad and inadequate. Yeah. Of course, that that feeling is justified. But if he said, I feel like my boss should grovel on the floor and apologize to me, that's not really a feeling. It's more of a vengeful thought in response to that feeling of being inadequate. It's a wish. Sad. It's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the feelings are always justified right. or... or valid, whatever right. you want to say, that right. reactions can be unjustified or valid. Yeah. If you go and you uh, slash this guy's tires and <laughs> don't do that, you know, throw a brick in his window in the middle yeah. of the night or Free something. Free advice does not endorse either of those actions. <laughs> I'm giving an example of an unjustified sure. reaction or uh, an invalid, yeah. you know, one right. that I will judge, but totally. I won't judge the feeling that motivated that. Right. And I think that the other thing that's hard about feelings is like they often, tr- uh, something like this often triggers a feeling that you have because you were mistreated and, you know, other experiences of being kind of called out for something or undermined in front of your partner or uh, harassed in a professional context. Like the feeling is also deeper than what this person came up to you and said, because you have all these other experiences and feelings that it's linked to. It kind of just, it triggers this like web of connections that exist, you know, with or without this person saying that. Um, and so, again, it's like the feeling that all of that stirs up, of course, is valid. But then you have to sit with that and, and figure out, okay, what are the different pieces of that? And what should I actually bring back to my boss or my manager um, to honor those feelings um, and to hopefully uh, try to work towards a dynamic that's healthier for both parties? Mm-hmm. Can I, uh, can we focus on the, am I being a bitch part? Oh my God. So yes. I want us to, uh, that hurt me. put aside our, we both live in Los Angeles in a community of people that I uh, assume don't call men bitches for talking about their feelings or whatever, yeah. you know, like that's like not in vogue in our mm-hmm. little bubble of culture. Our little, our little bitch. <clears throat> Is best. there any value in that? I'm just trying to play the, uh. Right other side of this the devil's advocate uh like is there a a use in that concept at all i think that i mean no is kind of my flat answer but um the answer with more undulation shall we say is um you know this particular person dick tussin little little dick tiny duck dick tussin i think it was tiny tiny dick tussin um, you know, is is using his language, which is right. I've previously been give, given given the impression that to to be honest about my feelings or to even have them as a man is makes me a bitch. Wanted to make sure I wasn't being a bitch and overreacting. Right. That those are like one and the same. Right. And so like the the idea of all these things folding in of like overreacting, having emotions, um uh reporting them uh, are, are somehow inherently not just not masculine, but feminine in a way that's very um, childish or comes with shame yeah. or comes with like, you know, don't be a bitch, man. Like, don't let's unpack the term like sure. bitch. I think the problem for me comes from the gender part of it. That yes. That's like, uh, that's what girls are and girls are bad. If they're, if they're mad, if they're upset about something, that's it. Being yeah. a bitch guy should never be that way. Or a pussy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They kind of are synonymous in, in the right. insult category. 
Um, <clears throat> but if there was another term that caps, I think there is some use in what it's describing that a person can be being a bitch and that that's like a useful way to describe. Mm. I would like to separate it from the gendered part, but like, so I'm trying to think of like, like kind of being like a baby. Yeah. Uh, but even then you don't want to yes. be offending babies. They're no. going to cry enough. Um, maybe <laughs> like just a, a whiny little one, you know, because mm. the whiny little bitch phrase, that's like right. something that there are times that people are being that. And there's a limit. But is it your responsibility to like get upset with someone for like kind of being tantruming, their inner child kind of tantruming? In some situations, yes. Okay. Like um, say that there's some earthquake emergency or something like that. Right. Someone's freaking out about their, some minor concern of something that applies uh -huh. to them, whereas other people's lives are on the line. Right. You know, and they're worried about like this painting being broken. And yeah, yeah. Stopping a whiny little bitch. Like something, <laughs> you know, there are moments where someone is being overly dramatic about something that affects them and unaware. And you need of an insulting the... shorthand for to call them out. <laughs> uh, no, you don't need to say it directly to them, right. but language doesn't always need to be like something that you label another person to their face as. It's like for them to later... Come, you know, come to their own realization of, oh, what was I doing in that situation? Was I being kind of a douchebag, asshole, whatever? Like yeah. Some of that self-judgment when you're looking at uh, your past behavior and you have regret can be helpful to have terms for like the different ways that you can be wrong. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think that in your example that you just gave is like, is there a shorthand way, hand way to communicate like, listen, there are other more important things going on. We're all going through stuff. Let's leave that behind. That issue yeah. seems a little bit minor given the context. Um, you risk offending someone no matter what, but I don't think you, you should call them a bitch for that. Sure. Um, so and, I'm, I'm yeah. searching now for an alternative. Right. I think the value of bitch Stop in being this a situation. <laughs> a tit sucker. A tit, a tit sucker, yeah, like you. a little yeah, baby. I know. I, I think baby is okay. But uh, a lot of people tit suck in sexual settings and so oh. maybe you don't want to stigmatize that like sure it's kind of sure. like oh, we can't offend the tit suckers right. um <laughs> it's not like that's a sexual no i'm just minority. kidding no no <laughs> someone sucked on my tit yesterday it was amazing great <laughs> so it's like i don't want to offend them either was it a stray baby <laughs> <laughs> i'm always picking up stray babies i just want to let you nipples. know your volunteering is so courageous i'm just dragging my <laughs> bare nipple along the sidewalk hoping to pick up stray yeah. babies all the time <laughs> crawl out from the bushes yeah yeah, um, I, I'm like I have milk, and I just <laughs> dangle it. <laughs> you whistle, you whistle your little milk jingle. The milk um, jingle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the jingle, um, jingle. Yeah, yeah. So what is it then? Know. It's like you're gonna, you're like. You're Sometimes people get overly self-important and up. react. Yeah, like when there's something else more serious going on, and they need to make their feelings the yeah. important thing they get like indignant self-righteous they get this yeah. whole that i think that it'd be nice to have yeah. like a brat i guess yeah like yeah um, yeah yeah for something that but here's the thing don't you think it'd be whether more productive this is a big deal not or not is, um for him to call himself that well Anyone. it's only an insult because it has it's a negative loaded term right. i mean and that's what i'm saying there should be negative loaded terms. okay though. you want that this, I don't want that, that should exist because people have thoughts like that. And the more that mm -hmm. we can align words to thoughts, the better we are doing at mapping and communicating. Hmm. Like people shouldn't use those words in all situations or overuse them. But right. like if, if a person has a concept, it's better to have a word for it than to not okay. in okay. my general okay. outlook. Sure. Um, so I, I'm thinking this is like being a brat, like sure. being too sensitive. That's possible to be too sensitive. Doesn't yes. have to do with your gender. Too I don't sensitive think that though is kind of triggering sensitive. to me. Um, 
then okay, e- easily offended, like it's too self obsessed. Like, too, what's the word then? You have a fragile ego. Um, yeah, this is yeah. a condition that I think generally men are taught uh, too much to overcompensate in the direction of like being too tough and unaffected by things. Mm-hmm. But it's also possible to be too affected by things to a point where it's just like. Ugh. Yes. Yes. It's not helpful for you. It's not helpful it's for anyone else. It's annoying. Yes. Yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to acknowledge that. Um, but it's like, do you want, but do you want to shame them into changing their behavior? And does that really work? I, I kind of think no. Mm-hmm. I kind of think you level with the, you instead of going to the level that they're at by kind of insulting them, you assume they're at a level slightly higher than they are, thus encouraging them to perform up. Uh, so in this case, it would be like if he was overreacting to this, telling him, that hey, I, I know you're gonna get over this. Like you're, you're secure in your relationship with your girlfriend, sure. and you don't let stuff like that dumb boss's offhand comment like bother you. If we decided he was overreacting, right. which I don't think he is at all. I don't know. I'd I, I need to know full context of this to like you know tone and all of yeah. that is important. Yeah, of course. This, but uh, I don't think inherently this seems like a gross overreaction. Right. So I think like, but his association depends with, on how he confronts bitch. him. He yes. said he's going to co-confront him. Yes. If that's like with a physical threat or something, then right. I do think that's overreacting. If you come, though, with like, hey, I want to talk to you about something that bothered me. Do you have a second? And you do it respectfully, then that's what I would recommend. I think actually that because the, I mean, I'm a little, I get, sometimes I get a little more like tit for tat with this, but yeah. like I, because the boss's comment was so out of nowhere and disrespectful, um, I kind of feel like, he doesn't necessarily owe him all of that sensitivity and respect. Oh, the- However, because it is a professional setting and the, the boss has the power position, yeah. he does have to kind of walk that line carefully. But if this was like a friend, you know, someone where there was an equal playing field and there yeah. wasn't the professional context, you know, I'd be like, fuck you for doing that. You know, like, I think that was bullshit. Less, less constructive. Sure. I think maybe. it's better to just say your feelings and let, let the other person, because then they'll get defensive and they'll say, fuck you back. I think this is kind of the reverse of what you were just saying about calling someone a baby or a bitch. Before, there you wanted to shame. Now that, you don't want to no, shame. Then I was talking about language. <laughs> like, what words <laughs> okay. should he use in his head? Is it even helpful to have an idea of a bitch? I see. Like, is that something I that we see. should erase from the dictionary, or should we just ungender it and try and, like, is there a use for people yeah. thinking of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for yeah. him to call himself that or somebody else or whatever, um, yeah. that's beyond what I, the scope of what I was talking about. Okay. In this case, it's like, how do you deal with conflict resolution? Right. I think the best thing is to just come in and own your own feelings without accusing. As soon as you point a finger, the other person stops listening and starts like finding problems with you, I think. Yeah, I generally agree. I, I do. Um if However. you talk about your pain, if you like yeah. anger is what hot sadness, it's pain that's <laughs> activated. So like if you come in telling the person why you're bothered and you recognize this as something that's happening within you totally. and they're just much more likely to work with you than if you come in make calling names. Yes. Yes. Um, in this situation, yeah. since they're already in a beef yeah. and the boss did something way out of line. I would be hesitant to say, like, you know, don't come in guns blazing, but like. Talk about the source of the beef. If you this can't is expect. A proxy battle. Yes. Then be like, hey, yeah. I've noticed that there's been yeah. a tension between the two of us. Yeah. You don't even need to bring up the girlfriend issue immediately. 
and then ask like, yeah, that's can we, can we talk about example. this like adults? Can we like, yeah. can you tell me what the problem is? Um, I also think that when you're dealing with someone who clearly is really like in their own shit, like I'm, I'm now calling the boss a bitch basically. I'm okay. saying when you're dealing with someone like that, who is already on this level of like sort of immaturity and, and the, you have to take into account that you have limited access to really potentially speak to them on that adult to adult responsible human to responsible human level. And so you might want to also go in with that expectation of like, this could go poorly. He could get defensive no matter what I do. He could, his behavior is clearly right. totally unpredictable. Right. Um, so go in having already kind of processed your anger and gotten it out. So there's not that angry undertone to the conversation. Um, but you know, know that, hey, I'm doing this action to stand up for myself and to see if I can better my relationship and create a healthier climate in my professional sphere. Um, and know that you're depositing that interaction bubble into the ether, but you can't control how that bubble is received or what the response is. Yes, yes. Because this, I'm pissed on your behalf because what a fucking dick. It made it so much easier for me to understand since you put it in terms of ether bubbles. Just yeah. gave me a clear image. Every- I love <laughs> the visual metaphor. I love it. I didn't spend that much time thinking about it, but I just I put it out there Good. as a bubble to you. Oh, thank you. So you could really see it. And yeah, like, you, let me, you let me comment on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm imagining a nebula in the background. It's like a pink cotton candy smoke inside the bubble. Yeah. Um, uh, are you ready to move on from this question? Do you have anything? No, you not at all. Say? I have lots oh, of other things okay. to say, but <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try to make them sort of abbreviated. Um, uh, and perhaps, you know, there will be overlap. But the other thing that I think is important is in this conversation that you have with your boss, not just saying this was problematic and why, or it hurt me and why all that stuff. But like, I, I want to challenge you also to think about, what are my personal and professional boundaries? Like, I don't know why your partner was in your workplace, but maybe that's something you just don't invite in, mm-hmm. an area where you don't really blend it as much. But just think about, um, you know, what is my professional identity? Who do I want to show up as? Who do I, what parts of me don't I want to endanger by bringing them into this context and why? Um, because the reality is you're dealing with other people's egos and you're dealing with, you know, your livelihood. And so it just opens up a lot of a hornet's nest if you if you kind of have an energy where your boss feels even entitled to say something like that to you. Like, this is a real opportunity to be like, this isn't going to fly with me in the future. This is what I need out of my workplace culture. Um, and, you know, maybe if your workplace culture is sort of abusive or toxic or you, you feel frequently this animosity like maybe this isn't the healthiest work environment and maybe sure. you need to extract yourself so just yeah being aware of this. options this person right. has available to right. them and you got to then make a value call of like how much is my comfort in the security of this relationship with my girlfriend and and my pride worth compared to my uh job security yeah maybe that it's less and that might be unfortunate but that might motivate you to then find an opportunity somehow get out of that situation on yeah. a longer term scale. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, I, I, I work with a lot of people who are struggling with elements of their work life um, that are pretty toxic. And one of the things that I 
try to help them to see and discover is like, you know, sometimes a paycheck isn't worth sacrificing your self-worth, um, taking abuse, uh, stomaching frustrations uh, to maintain, you know, relationships or, you know, to, to fulfill your duties, whatever, whatever. Um, because the longer you stay in those dynamics, the less and less self-worth you perceive that you have because it just keeps hammering down and squashing it. Um, and then the more you hold up, like, well, I need this paycheck because it's, it's you know, this, this tangible, material expression of your self-worth. But no job is worth, like, killing yourself over right. because what's the point of working and having money if you're just like a shell of a person and you're miserable? Um, so that's just like a point I want to make generally to like anyone who may need to hear that. Um, you may not deserve to be subjecting yourself to the kind of situations you're finding yourself in at work. So now I'm ready to move on. <laughs> okay, great. Um, this is in a similar category about uh relationship boundaries in the workplace yeah um okay this one comes from 420 ace of spades Ooh. 420 ace of spades interesting two mm -hmm. different things going on there two different numerical systems <laughs> well, I, well, I explain 420 is yeah. a number that's yeah. a whole idea that has a lot of associations yeah, with that. It's, it's he's like, my identity culture. is as a stoner. Yeah. And then he's like, also ace of spades. So then then yes. ace is like the number one, like most powerful card in the deck. Um, yeah. and I don't even think of it as a number so much as a symbol. Right, right. Okay, so it's like it's these two a. unrelated spade, symbols yeah. just merging together mm -hmm. as this person's identity. Ace of spades, that's like what, like kind of a slick gambler guy? Well, ace of More spades is like of top of the pile. Like yeah. ace is the the most powerful um yeah. number yeah. and spades is also spades the, most is the most powerful, powerful suit, suit. so it's know. like i am the fucking king of this i mean not to mix metaphors because the king is like right. the second after yes. the ace the ace almost transcends the numerical system that's why uh in the game rang king which i've been teaching people to play i don't know if i've taught you i don't know i've never heard that Ooh. word two words one word okay uh, something that I really cling to in social settings is having a new game to teach people. Yes. I love that about you. It allows me to be into control. It, it helps me like uh, get other people comfortable with each other and give them a set of rules to like provide some structure for the ambiguity of a social setting where you don't know other people and you don't know what they're what they would like talking to you about or whatever like that. So yes, it's really like, like setting a therapeutic game. container. It's yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. But for recreation, for yes. fun. Yes. Um, Therapy's fun. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> can be. No, it totally could be. But the goal is not just having fun in the moment. The goal right. is goal, the growth and helping you in other yes. parts of your life. Yes. Um, so these little uh, fun containers, games, <laughs> one of them, yeah, I hope you don't mind this detour in the question. I is, love it. It's called Ranking. Okay. Now, I've branded it this. It didn't have a name when it was introduced to me by our friend Chrissy. Okay. It was just, um, you take a card from a deck of cards. You a place standard it, deck. Yeah. Okay. You place it on your forehead. Yeah. Everyone else can see what that is. Ah. And then you ask people, okay, if this card were uh, a fruit, which would it be? Yeah. And then if it's a king, that's like, for me, uh, chilled watermelon, the best fruit. And <laughs> I would think like a red apple. No. Okay. Seriously? <laughs> a red apple? That's well, just Well, because like king standard. is also kind of like, yeah, I think king is kind of like high, mm. but like standard. Like, no, no, no. no. Uh, oh, then oh. That's a, that shows your misunderstanding of the game, which is great. This is a <laughs> teaching moment for me. Great. I feel awesome. A red apple <laughs> in my system would be like a, 
a seven. Six of hearts. Okay, It'd I got be, it. It, it. The suit doesn't matter. It's just number. So the oh. king is your oh. personal okay. favorite, the thing that you think is the best, and the ace is your personal worst. Oh, so ace is low. So for that, it would be like a rotten tomato or something okay. like that. So aces are low in this game, which is important. Yes. Now, there was some talk in the beginning when I learned about this game where ace might be high, yeah. but I will let you know that I chose ace as the bottom because there's just a single thing on the card, so it's like a one. And this way, yeah. it emphasizes the the name Rang King. Like, what's the king? The you know that's the what's the, the first king of, part of this? Rang rank rank, rank king. king. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so you okay, rank okay. things. That's the idea. The number on your head is like oh, vacation destination. Well, the top number one destination I can think of is right. like the king of that, and Got the it. worst would be I don't know inside of a volcano. Uh, in-laws house uh, thanks got, got it, got um, it. <laughs> burning on the stake in both yes, of those cases yeah yeah <laughs> sure um okay so that's that game it's great to understand people's values and like what they think of as categories as well i played this in idle wild pine a while back at yeah. a, like a country bar and the guys were like all right if this was a brand of jeans, brand <laughs> of jeans? <laughs> and the guy's answer was well it's definitely not levi's <laughs> Which which I wouldn't know where to go from there. <laughs> it's like, how many brands of jeans can you name? Yeah, like and four. <laughs> I got that guy's opinions of Levi's as, like, really good. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. I guess Levi's. I personally don't have, like, brand loyalty for jeans, so that was a funny just thing for him yeah, to say to me. that like, is really funny. Um, and then the next one, he was like, all right, if this was a swimsuit model, <laughs> like, how do you have a brand? Who are the ones of swimsuit models? <laughs> If you're a swimsuit model at all and you're famous, how are you going to be the worst one? <laughs> I guess you like that's when you add modifiers. Yeah, you're like, um, uh, yeah, who's a swimsuit model? Good. Tyra Banks, but 60 years from now and she has a disease or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you, you, you think everyone it with a, a disease is like not a good swimwear model? No. What's, okay. Of course what there disease, are people with diseases. That, what disease... <laughs> What? Would make the best swimsuit model. Oh. Um, I have a couple ideas, I mean, but I don't want to share them because the, they're all Is like narcissism a disease? Ah, there you go. Sure. Like. Sure. Yeah. 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 Somebody who's got an unhealthy obsession with a, a body ideal. Or... So an eating disorder is what you're saying. Well, the image that comes to mind for that yeah. is it is it a is it gross. Well, it doesn't have to be. Of like someone who's had a very destructive eating disorder where they're Like, you're not like, going to say someone like with a starving. goiter would be the best swimsuit model. Right, right. <laughs> that would be a terrible example. I'm thinking of an eating disorder that makes them uh, look undesirably skinny in my mind. But, but I think a lot of models have disorders. disordered right. eating, and that's what sure. makes them thin and like appropriate to that yes. career. So it's kind of a built-in. And, Yeah. Some people definitely have it. Some people have lesser problems with it. Or it's like there's a spectrum where there's totally. It's all a spectrum. You know, right? Okay, good. Always. I'm not trying to say that extreme cases of it don't exist and, right. and need to be treated, hospitalized, all of that. Yeah, we want everyone people. listening to this to be good. We just want you to be good. We don't want you to be too offended by any of our jokes. We're just exploring this is, topics. Uh, this I've uh, had experience just with many women who have eating disorders that I yeah. didn't know that, it, but at various right. points in their lives, and it can right. be a sensitive topic. So it I really personally experienced that. I try not to say anything that makes light of it or uh, minimalizes it. Some totally. people have thought that I have uh, eating disorder, but for men, it's a different 
beast. And men totally have eating disorders. Yeah. And it's it's an issue that it's so much more hidden. Yeah. Again, because it's the the culture of don't be a little bitch. Like right. that's a feminine thing to have. It's a that's a not a feminine thing. A a woman's issue. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's all of us. It's humanity's issue. It's about control. It's about not not taking care of yourself properly. Not being shown that. Um, getting validation from from the wrong things. It, it's very complicated. It's a naughty picture, and it's really you know it can be naughty deadly. Picture. <laughs> Naughty. Like, oh, okay. Like, I thought you meant like a dirty, a like a nudie mag. It's a naughty picture. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Strange no. metaphor for um, that. Anyway, so yeah. maybe we should circle back to so, the question. So, 428 is anyway. said, I'm, uh, yeah, I buy a box of chocolates for every woman in my office on Valentine's Day. I was told by a boyfriend last Valentine that this is inappropriate. What do you think? It's not really a big office. We're 13 people, six of whom are women. And every Valentine since 2014, I buy a small box of chocolates for every woman in the office and a rose for Women's Day. <laughs> As you Congratulations. Do. <laughs> Currently, well, I guess he buys other gifts. I'm just is, fucking yeah. kidding. Currently, one of the ladies is married and another has a somewhat new boyfriend, the dude in question. And the rest mm. are single. But regardless of their relationship status, they all seem really happy when I give them chocolates. I did this again last Valentine, and the BF sent me a message on Facebook that night telling me that he, he thought it was inappropriate that I give his GF a Valentine's gift, mm. since she has a boyfriend, mm. as he mm. should be the only one that gets to do so. Mm. His argument being that this is the nature of Valentine's gifts. Now, to be honest, the main reason I do this is because it comes off as chivalrous, <laughs> and that's kind of my persona and number one factor for getting laid. <laughs> On the look scale, I'm a six at best, and I've found that being perceived as elegant, chivalrous, and confident overcomes that issue very nicely. S- 75% success rate. He spelled it success, but with oh, the X at the end. Wow, that's so funny. That, yeah, that's funny. 75% success rate, i.e. 9 out of 12, based on empirical data. I also know that single women can feel sad seeing their friends show off Valentine's gifts from their BFs on social media, which makes me feel sad as well. And as little as a box of chocolates is, it's better than nothing. However, I truly despise betrayal in all its forms, especially cheating. So I've never and would never approach a woman in a relationship with any intentions of hooking up. In fact, the only reason I give a box to the two ladies in relationships is because it wouldn't be nice to exclude them. Anyway, I'm definitely going to continue this habit regardless (laughs) of what the boyfriend thinks. (laughs) Unless the majority of you guys deem it to be inappropriate as well, in which case I will stop. And then they mention that the office is a very casual environment and they're all really good friends inside and out of work. And also that um, these are his colleagues, not his subordinates. Okay, got it. Yeah, that's important. Um, yeah, I have a lot that I want to say okay. on this one. Right. I mean, we'll, I'll try to prioritize and okay. say the things I think are most <laughs> important nuggets. Um, Get those nuggets out. okay. The first thing I want to say is that it seems like he has sort of some, some major egoic things wrapped into this gesture. 428 of spades. Yes. Yeah. Like, um, you know, he needs to maintain this persona that he's elegant and chivalrous. <laughs> yeah. I thought elegant was a funny word to throw into that, like, you know, mix, but, um, and that it is, it is with the intention of being seen as someone who is like sexually viable. 
right? Even if it's, you're giving a gift to like a, you're giving a gift to someone who may have a boyfriend, maybe in the hopes of appearing to someone who doesn't have a boyfriend as someone who would be sexually viable to, to add to that success. I think it should have been sex sex. Instead of sex, sex. That's hard. Suck, what about sex just sex, sex? Sex, sex success. Just double it. Successful. Sex, sex. <laughs> it doesn't even look like success at all anymore. It's just the word sex twice. Seventy-five percent sex, sex rate. Nine out of twelve, baby. I put my sex in her sex. Don't ask me about the other three. We don't like to talk about those three. Um, and then the other element of it yes. is, you know. What is, you where do you see, think that 12 comes from? Can we break down just for a second? What? what? Nine out of 12 success rate is what he said. 75% of the time this works. So <laughs> I'm, I'm What's assuming his real sample size? that he's saying like 12 women he's asked out or asked to hook up with in some explicit way and nine of them have said yes. I think he might just be estimating. I just could be a rant. Look, we know how this guy is with numbers. He's very confused. He's the 420. He's the ace. He's the 70. I think he's just pulling numbers out of his ass. Okay. Um, but the other point I wanted to make that that supports my, you know, he may be a little too, cons- like, giving a little too much weight to something that is not as authentically kind of generous or something as he thinks this gesture is, um, is that... You know, he's observed that single women are maybe sad when they don't receive an expression of love on Valentine's Day from someone in a partner role. And it just makes me wonder, like, why is it your responsibility to make these women's lives more whole? Um, I mean, I think the idea of bringing joy, the idea that, that they seem happy when you give them these gifts, great. But... There's just something where it's like, as long as you're not expecting these gifts to create any kind of particular response, mm-hmm. I think that's the difference between yeah. is it appropriate or not. Yes. And if you think like, because a, a lot of guys are come in here with their ego and they're like, I'm the nice guy and I'm the one who gets them the gifts and does the this and notices when they're sad. But then when they don't give them back some kind of expression, then they're mad. And so as long as you're not doing that, as long as you're you're not exclusively doing this to like pump up your own ego and it's genuinely because it, it bestows joy on someone else and why not do it, yeah. great. I do have a slight problem Here's, with it's all women. That you, Why don't you give gifts to everyone? Everybody's lonely. It's not just women. Like um, that's the part I have more of a problem because with. Because this expectation is still gendered and we don't live in this utopia of the future where men, men don't really care <laughs> as much about getting chocolate on Valentine's Day. In my experience, the men and women that I've met doesn't mean sure. as much to me. Fine. And I Fair. know girls that are girly and really, you know, <laughs> sure. love a teddy bear or like a heart thing that that's like exciting to them. And so my first reaction is mm-hmm. similar to yours. And then my second one is, well, if there are people that do operate in that system, can mm-hmm. I play their game to make them happy? Sure. Yeah, I, I can. I'd like the system to change. But yeah. like in the moment, it's still a nice thing for them. So like yeah. I can call an older woman ma'am and she loves that respect and hold the door. <laughs> and those little like chivalry extra yeah. gestures that yeah. trying to evaluate like what game is this person playing and yeah. can I be, a, can I help them enjoy okay. themselves even if it's like a problematic system that they're supporting? Okay, so maybe then the appropriate thing is, or the, the most appropriate yeah. is ask them. <laughs> Just mm. fucking ask them. I have a different I solution. have, I like to give you guys Valentine's Day gifts. I got some negative <laughs> feedback. 
do you, would you want to stay, what do you want to be in? Do you want to opt into this list of my gift recipient? Yeah. Um, and, and then <laughs> listen to what they say and then do that. <laughs> I think a, a good test for himself, based on what you were saying yeah. earlier, is yeah. just, uh, would you still give these anonymously? Like if they don't ah, know it's you, if you just leave a box brilliant. of chocolates on everybody's desk because you really like brilliant. them being happy, doesn't they don't need to know it comes from you. And that might right. even be better for them because they get to pick yes. anyone in their head they can imagine like, oh, yeah. how cool. There's also the possibility that they'll Maybe be like freaked out. Maybe it was Sexy Joe from the mailroom. Exactly, <laughs> yes. It's just, it, it's nice to get a gift and then have that little surprise. And so if you yeah. really want people to have that experience, just leave them on the desks and then nobody's going to call you out for being, you're also giving up the idea that you're chivalrous and all that, but the people that know from the past that you did that in history, mm -hmm. you get even more credit because he's like, oh, it's that guy who gives everybody gifts he and doesn't, doesn't even want credit. Know. He doesn't want anyone to know. He's so Stealing elegant. Anonymously. How yeah. chivalrous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I think I want to also say I've come, come to, coming down quite hard on this guy and yeah. I really want to like be like, I'm sorry. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. But I'm fighting a battle that's bigger than you, mm. which is holidays, gift giving expectations, yeah. taking, being overly sensitive to women's wants and needs, men thinking they know what women want. And it's like, just ask them. Um, and you know, I, with this woman whose boyfriend reacted, I wonder if maybe she said something to him about the, it made her uncomfortable. And then maybe that's why he felt the need to protect her. However, maybe this guy is also, um, you know, in his ego and, and having a jealousy response because mm -hmm. maybe He's nervous about doing the appropriate thing for her on Valentine's Day. And did I take care of her sufficiently, you know, being the main man in her life for the main love interest? Um, but I think Valentine's Day is about an expression of love to anybody. And so platonic love, familial love, romantic love, it's a time for all of that to be celebrated. I, uh, I'm interested in this general principle. I'm still hung up Great. on the just ask them thing that you said. Sure. Because I totally believe in that. Yeah. Um, However... I've noticed exceptions that some there people are. don't want to even be, some people just want someone else to take control and take care of them. And they like that more than someone who asks them. And then that's asking a question can be like an assignment for some people and they'd rather just somebody be and uh, do mm -hmm. things for, with them or whatever. Um, so yeah. if only like, I think the, the modified golden rule is treat people the way they would like to be treated. Yes. Um, different women want to be treated different ways. Not everybody is as woke as you or as like, you know, defying gender roles. Um, some women in certain situations really want somebody to give them a gift without asking if it's okay to give them a gift. Yes, and I've been that woman too. Yeah. Um, I have. And that's I very, am. very brave of you woman. to come out on, on the air as even <laughs> just, wow. Can we just take a second to... Can we not? <laughs> okay, thank you. That's just... Our, our listeners are going to be inspired by this one that you just uh, came out of the closet. <laughs> As a feminist that also buys into some of the practices yeah, of like yeah. older chivalry. Wow. Yeah, I wow. know. It is nice sometimes. But yeah. I don't think that women only should be treated with chivalry. And that that's the thing. That's the thing that, that is unequal mm -hmm. to me, I guess. It's like. Don't think that because I'm the weaker sex, I need this or that or the other. Let me open the door for you sometimes. Mm -hmm. Let me help you sometimes. 
um, it's that push pull because we all have masculine and feminine within us. Sure. And so sometimes I might be more in my feminine and, and someone will want to have a masculine expression towards me and I will want to receive that. Sometimes I will identify that someone else needs help, assistance, wants a gift, and I will do the action sure. and they will receive it. Yeah, if you know that there's a particularly woke uh, girl in your apartment building that you find cute, one thing you can do is just have like a, a big heavy load of boxes and stand outside the door when they're coming to the building and be like, oh, can you open that for me? And she's going to revel in this. She's going to be like, yeah, yeah. you know what? I can open that door for you. And I do she's going to yeah, open it. I love that. And you're going to be like, thanks. That was a really good help. And she's going to be. I got you. That's like opening. The, that's the. Uh, modern equivalent of opening the door for a woman. If it's the right type of woman, you ask her to open the door for you. All of a sudden, she's wrapped around your finger. Hey, I'm yes. gonna boost that success rate from 75 to like 85 percent. Okay, Wait you're gonna make you it a sex, sex, sex rate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but the the energy of it is still mm. identify what that person would want and then do that versus yes. your internal concept of what does a woman want? What does anyone want? And sometimes you're going to guess and sometimes you're going to be wrong because you don't always get to have a thorough conversation with every person about what they want. Of course. What are the cues that a person can look for to tell whether someone wants to be treated like a lady or someone gags at the word lady? Say the word lady and see what happens. <laughs> just walk into the room. <laughs> Ladies! And just see what people do. Just write it all down. Okay, Susan kind of scoffed. <laughs> Sally turned around. Ooh. Megan got wet. <laughs> My fingers are already on her vagina. That's probably inappropriate. Should I stop? Is this appropriate? Um, but I think because this person So wait, is, this person who's writing this, yeah. they have the pad in the one hand, they have the pencil in the other hand. Are you sure they have their fingers on the vagina? <laughs> Amazing point. Amazing point. Um, I will have to think about that. Maybe he's dabbed the pad under there maybe and seen if there's a maybe it's a toe he's balanced on one foot he's got a toe up there he's surveying yeah he's checking the weather um yeah but i think that be, I, I i'm kind of maybe maybe allowing this man to be the recipient of all of this feedback that to me maybe is a little bit a lot or harsh or whatever because he's asking he's yeah. he's taking the time he seems like a super considerate dude the guys you really want to talk to aren't asking Right. What? The guys that you really want to tell this message to are not asking if it's okay. They're exactly. not even thinking about it. Exactly. So I'm trying to reach the less gotcha. reachable using this as a platform because yeah. fuck yes. Like you are trying to figure out what is the right move here and you're responding to stimuli around you and you're questioning this behavior that you've, that's gone unquestioned for a while and that's okay that it's gone unquestioned, but here you are questioning it. Yeah. And so fuck yes. Yeah. I wish we had started with this in case 428 <laughs> of spades heard the beginning of this response. Where we like, were criticizing his name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen all the way through, dude. We promise. We like you. I explained the drinking card game rankings. If he starts right there, he might be like, what the fuck? They're not even. Okay. So I wish <laughs> the, first, the most important thing is probably, hey, it's great that you're even thinking yes. about this. this. This situation does have a lot of nuance. It's not all bad or all good what you're doing. Of course. Of course. And it's great that you're uh, looking for help on this. Fuck yes. I don't think that it's wrong. I think there's a way that you can still give your Valentine's gift. hundred percent. And as long as you 100%. don't insist, like, if the if the girl with the boyfriend does still want to get chocolates, I don't know. Should he bring it up to her and be like, hey, your boyfriend doesn't want me to give you chocolates? Yeah, it's unclear where that expression was coming from. Is it coming from her and then being articulated by the boyfriend? Or is it just the boyfriend's issue? She doesn't even know. Like, feel into these things. My, um, 
It's tough to be a boyfriend on Valentine's Day. It's tough to be literally a living, breathing human being on Valentine's Day. Okay, sure. I'm I'm trying to speak specifically to (laughs) why might this boyfriend, uh, I'm trying to have empathy for the guy who reached out and told him, hey, don't mess with my chick, bro. Because like, this guy seems like a villain in this story in the way that I heard it. I'm just trying to consider things from his perspective. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Um, What's the most forgiving, like what's the scenario that we can imagine that makes him the most uh, reasonable in this situation? You know, maybe he tried something or didn't do something for his girlfriend on Valentine's Day. And she's flaunting this box as like, even my, even the guy at work, Ace of Spades, <laughs> gives me a box of chocolates and you yeah. don't even do anything. And then he has some uh, anger at his girlfriend for criticizing him, anger at himself, sadness that he didn't do more. And the easiest thing to do is to get mad at this guy for violating this unspoken rule that, hey, that's my girlfriend. You shouldn't be giving her, I'm the only one who gets to do that. Now, if they're all in that system, sure. Neither of us, Morgan and I, don't get into relationships where you're the only person who gets to give your partner gifts. So that sounds silly, but I try to have respect for other people's, you know, it's like a cultural difference, essentially. Well, I mean, I kind of mentioned his perspective before, but maybe only from a negative kind of way. But of like, yes, he probably feels insecure about what has his participation Mm -hmm. been with Valentine's Day for her. I actually think best case scenario for him, like I said before, was if she articulated to him, hey, this made me really uncomfortable. Can you reach out and let him know that it's not yeah. appropriate? Um, I mm. kind of doubt that that's what happened. But right. Um, yeah, but maybe that was it. But in, maybe that in was which it. Case, yeah. Talk to the uh, coworker of yours, the woman. Right. And like you said, ask if, you, if yeah. you're not comfortable. Yeah. And then you can probably assume she probably doesn't want a rose on Women's Day either. You don't need to. Ask yeah, you can question. take her off of that list. Like yeah. unsubscribe from all. <laughs> yeah. What other holidays do you do? Do you do a little mask for Mardi Gras? Yeah. When do you celebrate the boys? When is Women's Day? I have no idea. Neither it's, do I. Not a holiday. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm aware of. Um, <laughs> I mean, I women are important. I'm not saying that they don't deserve a holiday. And that, no, there needs to be a men's day. There needs to be a white history month too. I'm not doing all that, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Every month is White History Month. Right. Um, um, yeah. Well, I, I take issue. February, but right. Valentine's Day is also in February. So can you imagine being a black woman on Valentine's Day? Double. No. It's, it's <laughs> yes, twice no. as much. <laughs> yeah. It's everything yeah. and more. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a series of unfortunate events. Gift giving in general, I think, is, yes. is a, a, just such a loaded topic there's so many ways yes. to do it annoyingly if you have a gift and you so make them open it in front of you and make them put on a little show of like yeah you liked my gift didn't you Ugh. i gave um our our mutual friend who we saw do a show the other night uh a gift for uh-huh. the end of her performance run yeah and i just i put it in a bag i gave it to her and i said open this when you're done with your show I, i'm not yeah. there I am proud of the way that I did this Yeah, because it's like, she doesn't, she, I'm sure she's going to text me. Oh, thank you so much. And all that. But like, I know the feeling of, you know, especially like what if she's opening it in front of her boyfriend and I'm there and then he's insecure about like, <laughs> and he messages can, you on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like yeah. give it to the person in a way it, even better would have been if I just slipped it in her car, but it's kind of important that she, she'll figure out that it's for me regardless. But, um, if you can just like give someone a gift in the least amount of uh, taking credit or drawing attention to yourself way possible, that's like the best gift you can do. Just like 
leave them a ham in their fridge and they don't know that's not because they wouldn't know that it's necessarily unpoisoned. Um, <laughs> can um, you think of an example of what I'm talking about? Well, let's talk about when you gave me when you gave me a housewarming gift. Do you remember yeah. that? Uh, I, what did I? So, was it a board game? Was it? Yes. So uh, code names, pictures. Yes. So you I had explain a, all the rules to that just to keep them out of community. I won't. Um, I won't put our uh, listeners through that. But the rankings if you've never was played, play that. Yeah. If you've never played code names, check it out. Mm. By Vlad Chikishpovskoy, the only board game with like an author on the box. You haven't seen the like if you Amazon this game, it's uh-huh. Vlad Chikishpovskoy. He's some Czech guy. He's Russian. Yeah. He's got like a super long name. Oh, but it's that's like the name of the game. Oh. Is the author's name is part of it. I thought you were just having a stroke. Mm, no. Um. Okay. So thanks, though. You know the warning signs of a stroke. <laughs> babbling fast. <laughs> Face. Um. Arms. I have no idea. Speech. Time. Fantastic. I think we all know exactly what that's about and don't need to go further on that. I unless agree. you want to. I agree. No, Great. I, I nailed it. Perfect. You did. Um, so I had a housewarming party and Rob uh, left what me a gift. Yeah. Uh, he kind of like snuck it onto a shelf like in a corner. And uh, I, <laughs> well, what kind of blew it was that he then slept over that night. You stayed at my place. Mm. Um, this was, you know, a platonic sleepover. Um, but so you were, th- you helped me you. clean up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a one-way sexual I sleepover. A one-way ticket to Bone City. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm just joking around. Um, but that's because of our rapport that I can do that. I wouldn't just do that with a stranger. It's totally fine. He asked me yeah. and I said, yes. You I can said, hey, that. can I tell them about my one-way tickets to Bone City that you give me sometimes? <laughs> And I said, with gratitude, yes. Um, (laughs) But so he was there and like we cleaned up the party and I was like over there and I was like, there's a board game just like unopened (laughs) sitting on a shelf. And so I picked it up and I was like, what is this? And like Rob's intention clearly was for me to find it later and, you know, receive it in this sort of similarly anonymous way. My intention was to make you think that. But some extra advice for 420 Ace of Spades. If you go the route of leaving the chocolates on the desk, just linger there and be like, oh, who left this? Sleep over at the office. <laughs> Sleep over until they see it. And then they'll assume it was you. And assume that you have a one-way ticket to yeah. Bone City because of the game. No, I meant Bone City like I have a boner, not like that we're boning. Just oh, to, to make that. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so stand next to a desk with a boner. <laughs> That'll be super appropriate. The upcoming cultural revolution in our lifetime yeah. is the boner acceptance movement. That like oh. guys shouldn't have to hide their boners. I'm just saying, just calling it I now mean, in look, 2019, June 30th, 2019, boner acceptance is coming. That's that's a wave at some point. I'm happy to accept boners. What? It kind of depends on the context. Exactly. But um, and the boner owner. That's true. <laughs> With the owner of a <laughs> rock hard. <laughs> Boner. <laughs> Whatever. I can't finish that joke. Um, illegally parked. Illegally you parked. Got some good stuff with that. <laughs> you could finish it if you gave yourself time. Just breathe into it. You left your pre-cum on. Um, <laughs> your pants. So. Um, You're getting there. Anyway. So it was kind yeah. of this awkward situation because I'm just like, I'm like evaluating like, what is this game? It's like fully wrapped. Like if someone had brought it 
to play at the party. Yeah. Opened. And it was clearly like their game. And it was like, oh, we just didn't get to it, whatever, whatever. I would give it back to them. But it was like, to- it was in the shrink wrap. And so I was like, I guess someone m- meant to leave it here as a yeah. gift. Like it took me a while to figure out what it was, that it was a gift. But then you were there for that whole process. So it kind yeah. of was funny. Because then you kind of like sheepishly came around and you were like, yeah, it was me. Because I knew that if that were what happened, it was you that did it. Yeah. And I thought it was very sweet and very considerate. Um, but yes, because it was something How sort did of covert. You know it was me? Because you are just the person that would do that. <laughs> I'm trying to speak to 420 Ace of Spades again yeah. because he likes that giving these gifts gives him that persona. Right. What persona does that give you? Yeah, exactly. Someone who likes to uh, appreciate people and uh, offer them opportunities for fun and provide something they might not provide themselves. But again, yes, doesn't doesn't need the credit or the fanfare of gift giving. Thank you. That's good. It's an Easter egg. Um, my parents always would say, if you do a good deed, uh, it doesn't count if you tell people about it. Well, that's silly. I think it can be over-applied, and I've definitely yes. over-applied it at some points. But it's a pretty good... Um, Guiding, like, sure. do it in a way that doesn't attract attention to your. That you're just doing. That's it for not them. excessive. It's like the people who do appreciate it will then appreciate it more. If you're even, like, uh, you can lose points for showboating about it or absolutely going on and on about the charity that you volunteer at in like kind of a personal name dropping way, like right. self name dropping. Well, I yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, don't talk yourself up like that. It was it was yeah. a humility principle or rule that yeah. I think. Uh, has it's good it's not it's valid but yeah it's valid um and i think we certainly need a higher uh dose of that um but yeah gift giving gift giving like you said is 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 weird in my family too it's no you didn't say it was weird in your family what did you say i just said that the practice of it is weird okay well in my family it's fucking weird um because (laughs) there is such a heightened expectation of gratitude they're waiting for this great expression of gratitude and it's like you bought me a travel size toothpaste what am i supposed to do jump up and down Mm -hmm. like yes thank you start brushing but like now i'm an asshole you know for not being like explosive with joy and gratitude um and i get that it has historical roots in my family it's a longer chain of events than just i got a travel size toothpaste for christmas um that was a real christmas gift you got every year for the last decade it's a lot of very basic, like, toiletries in my family. Like my dad would get Alka-Seltzer yeah. from my, you know, from my mom huh. for gifts over and over. And golf ball. Like, it, I like, I think that my mom kind of doesn't like fun and surprises. Um, mm. And so, therefore, she doesn't, she doesn't attempt to provide that type of experience for other people. So the gifts are very boring. They're very, oh, like, you know, she was like, oh, I was trying to think of like, what are the products you borrow from me when you visit? Like, so she got me travel size toothpaste and a little travel thing at Q-tips. And I'm like, now you're saddling me with this obligation that when I come over and visit, when I fly across the fucking country to come see you, I got to bring my own Q-tips, <laughs> you know? If you were to uh, write, in a, if you were to create an imaginary yeah. ideal mom, gift giver in your head oh god i can't even go there right now what kind of gifts would she give you like can you think of something 
I, well, I don't really, because of all of this, mm-hmm. I'm very uncomfortable with like receiving gifts. So okay. it, this is a hard exercise. Okay. You can take your time. You can do it another week. Or I like jewelry. I'll be honest. Jewelry? I like jewelry. What color? It doesn't matter. I mean, it's, it's more about, it's more uh, about the uniqueness then? of the, the thing corresponding yeah. to, they see something about me that's, that I can see reflected in the gift. It, it's all, it's just a gesture of, I was thinking of you. I see you clearly and therefore, mm. because I know you well, I've listened to you. And so therefore I can provide you with something that speaks to everything that I see about you. And so like for you to get me that game, it's not just because you love games. It's because you know that I love games and you see us playing together. You you know that that's the type of, type of energy that I would want to invite into my household and share mm. with other people. So to me, it's like this really profound way of of showing someone, I see you. Um, and so with my parents, I've I've tried. How's your oral hygiene? Maybe your mom is seeing that you've got some. Uh... Well, <laughs> the day my mom doesn't have a complaint about someone's hygiene is the day pigs fly. Mm. Um, and she, uh, believe me, she's going to have some complaints about those guys up in the sky that day because those guys are dirty. The pigs. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) right, right. I hear that they're actually very clean. That's a misconception. Yeah, and they're super smart. They just happen to be really, unfortunately, like easily domesticated, which sucks. Yeah. Um, Poor piggies. It's a moment of silence. I got some slow roasted pork in the fridge if you want some after this. Oh, I'm, um, well, maybe I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, gift giving is really complicated. It's only one of the many, many love languages. Like I I sometimes would prefer a word of affirmation or, uh, again, quality time. Those are my love languages. Like spend time with me. Tell me, validate some element of, of what you see in me. Like for me being seen. Is a really important right. one. So, yeah. Product suggestion. How do we get, how do we, is this already happening? And mm-hmm. if not, how do we fill this niche of women want to be able to express themselves and their yes. values through fashion, through the things that they style about the hair and the jewelry? And men do too, but particularly women have larger wardrobes than men on average. Um, how do we uh, come up with like love language? themed accessories so if you're wearing like a red bracelet then the people know hey words of affirmation if you're wearing a yellow one that's like uh, buy me stuff if it's like uh, you know again i mean i think that the the general principle is just ask (laughs) okay but but like i think the bracelet color systems don't you think there's a market for these rings Yes. And then, you know, wear the ring on the day of the week that communicates to your special guy what type of love you want to receive that day. If you're someone who's buying that ring, your love language is gift giving. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Case closed. <laughs> Does it disappoint you when you hear people say that their way of receiving love is gifts? Because they're just trying to get gifts out of me? Is that what you're saying? It's, well, that's it's funny. It's the most, it's like the one that's closest aligned to gold digging mm. in general, right? Sure. I actually... I end up giving love through gifts, little little things sometimes. Um, and I'll tell you what that expression is about on an emotional level. Yeah, It's like, I'm not with you. I saw this thing that reminded me of you. And I am, I was looking for, or I'm happy to exchange my currency for this object that will have a meaning for you. Mm-hmm. You can't, 
you know, if someone's only portal of receiving love is gift giving and you are not wanting to validate them in that way by spending money all the time, like that's a, that's a core kind of Not all gifts cost money. Right. Totally. Sure. Some things can be made or just reorganized. It's an, I'm thinking about you. It's kind of an act of service then though, if you're just like in your apartment or whatever. Yeah. It's like an, I'm thinking about you when you're not there yeah. and I took an effort to procure something or create something that, that expressed like, uh, how I feel about you or how I see you. Um, I don't think it's always, yeah, I don't think it's always a materialism chat issue. So. That's a good, fe- that makes me want to make something for Sarah. That's a nice feeling. Like when you, yeah. you got a little surprise and then they're happy. And you yeah. Know. On this. <laughs> yeah like i made you that little chakra thing and yeah, she made you the heart yeah, yeah yeah and you you made the crossword puzzle that was amazing you do that stuff you don't you know yeah don't but i, I tend to do it like holidays like i know that there's an event and then i'm like oh, i'll say oh that yeah i like that's the other thing about it's better when it's just out of nowhere I spontaneous yeah, that's yeah. kind of why i hate holidays and, and gift giving being mm-hmm. associated with holidays because it's like i like i feel and receive love when through spontaneous expression. Sure. It's not out of obligation um, because it's fucking snowing outside. So I'm going to give you a chocolate or it's, you know, I don't know, other some other, you know, seasonal holiday reference. But do you yeah. think we should call this one bitches and gifts? <laughs> Look, I don't hate that. Now, yeah, we always forget to do this on the air. What? One out of 10. How is this? How is this episode stacked? Nine. Up? This is. You a think great this one. is a nine? I think this is better than what we've done the last two months. You might be right. I really liked this one. Yeah, me too. Fuck yeah! We hope yeah. you guys like it too. That's more important because it's the mm. gift is about <laughs> you receiving it, not about us giving it. Um, you know, we are taking credit. Um, we are naming ourselves as yeah. the authors of this podcast. Um, and yes, we expect hella praise. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Um, but we would love for the opportunity to help you with your. Um, trials, tribulations. Am I justified in feeling this way? What's the appropriate move here? In the, you know, specific to general social yeah. situations, we love just like digging our teeth into the nitty gritty issues of life. Yes, we fucking love it. Give it, give it to us. Give it to us. So send those nuggets to uh, free advice podcast at, at gmail dot com. Don't be sending it to Yahoo because we won't be there. Mm-hmm. It's Gmail no, all the way. All right, so real quick lightning round. Uh, <laughs> how do I get rid of ghosts that are making noises and talking? Uh, sage. Burn some sage. All right, thank you. That concludes the lightning round. That was from <laughs> Metal, Metal Creeps round. on Reddit. Metal Creeps asked oh, that question. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, you know, there are professionals that do exorcisms, stuff like that. Uh, burning sage is one common. I have some sage. Great. Burn it. It's a great way to just refresh the space. Yeah. Walk around with it. Run it underwater to make sure it's all the way out when I put yes. it away. Yes. Critical. Critical. Good. Then um, you can't burn it again too soon, though. Okay. Sure. Because it would be wet. It's wet. Um, but hopefully you would do it the first time, like, thoroughly enough that, you know, you wouldn't be like, well, I need a sage again. Sometimes I do it too much. <laughs> much. <laughs> it's real strong. The other, the, the critical detail of it yeah. is, is make sure you have uh, some cross ventilation going, open your windows, open your front door. Mm. Um, because no, never when you, so yeah, no, that's a problem because you're introducing smoke into the environment. And the idea is that 
they then are drawing out the kind of negative energy. They're they're getting all into those corners, and then it's it's leaving the space. It's mm. very important that those things aren't just like adhere to the smoke molecules and still just you know bopping around your apartment. You got to get them. You got to let them go. Let them breathe. Let them leave the space. Okay. Just as important let's as do that. Let's do that as soon as we get off the phone. Fuck with these yeah! Boys. I'll help you smash 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 your apartment. I'll smash me. All right, I just need you to move just a little bit away from the mic. <laughs> this is our new inside joke that I'm, you know, I'm finally, hmm. I'm finally enjoying it as a part, like a participant in the joke and Good. not like butthurt about being too loud. Good. Because I'm co- more comfortable with myself. I'm more comfortable with just, Good. I'm a loud person. You've Sorry. Accepted I've accepted myself. I'm loud. I talk a lot. Some people don't like it. Fuck them. I mean, not fuck them. Sometimes they have valuable things to say. Like maybe there are some contexts where I could pipe down a little. Some I could pipe up. Um, I, I can say that I've spent a lot of time with you, and there have been times when you've been both too loud, too quiet, talk too much, and too little. Cool. So I've had issues in every direction. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Any way you could fuck up, you have. <laughs> and the cool thing about that yeah. is you still love and trust. And want to be around me enough to fucking make a podcast with me and to fucking hang out with me when we're not podcasting and we talk and we, what? For now. <laughs> you on thin ice, bitch. <laughs> um, but that's a cool thing. It's like, yeah. pe- like, we all have flaws. We all fuck up. But people will still love us. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing thing. Don't hide your flaws so much that you just are constantly boiling and bubbling with shame and fear did you know that ben franklin constructed flaws so that people would like him more because he knew that he was too unrelatable based on how good he had his shit together what what (laughs) benjamin franklin yes founding father yeah hundred dollar bill orgy master you know the one i'm talking about naked air bather no ben franklin same guy electricity discoverer yeah that fact i know most of the other things you said Never heard associated with Ben Franklin. Uh, he did a lot of orgies in France, oh. and um, he used to. So we used to have biphasal sleep. Oh, we used to sleep for four hours, wake mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night for a mm-hmm. while, and then go back to sleep. Yeah, he used to take um, n- naked air baths by the window. He'd stand in front of his window naked and just enjoy letting the cold air run over his skin in the middle of the night. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't know any of these things about him. You didn't him. know that about him? No, but I, I, knew that about him. I always got the vibe that he was like a cool dude. <laughs> he is. You know? Yeah, he was chill. I'm sure he did some fucked up shit because he's a product of his time and, you know, women and minorities and all kinds of, you know. Uh, there's definitely something problematic about Benjamin Franklin if you want to find it. But Again, pro- something problematic about all of us. So don't fucking yes. get so on your high horse that yes. you, we are all live in glass houses. Put down the damn stones. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Here I am yelling at people, put down your stones. I'm like with a stone yelling, hey. Yeah, and a little bit, I think you got to judge people within the context of their environment. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, what was I saying about him? Oh, yeah. He noticed that you have to have some flaws to be likable to people. So he would just give himself, he'd like assign himself a flaw and have that for a while. So That's people, hilarious. Yeah. Good for him. Cool dude. Something to think about. Something to chew on. Listen to that farthest sound you can hear as you drift off to sleep. What is that? Oh, it's it's a bird someplace far. Wow. I'm just creating really far away sounds. Okay. It's a bunch of big bats. Comfortable. Honestly.
Cheers. And we'll see you next week on